they figured it out, they were sorry they'd been so mean. But that was only if you were a boy. Girls couldn't run away. It wasn't fair. When boys got big enough, they just did as they darn pleased anyway, so they didn't really have to bother to run away. They only did it for fun. Girls had to stay at home and put up with things no matter what. Claire wasn't sure she was brave enough to run away even if she could. Go off by herself? Leave Ma and Joey? If she just stayed in the tree, how long would it take for them to find her? They'd hunt everywhere for days on end, but never think of looking up. And all the time she'd be watching them. She undid the rusty safety pin that held the pocket of her dress closed and brought out an apple, hard, green, and no bigger than a chicken egg. She rubbed it on her dress, polishing it, screwing up her courage, and then nibbled off a tiny piece of the skin and spit it out quick before it had a chance to touch her tongue. A crack in the tree where her backrest met the trunk made a hiding place where she kept her salt— a solid chunk chipped from the block in the barnyard and wrapped in a scrap of oilcloth to keep it dry. She rubbed the salt into the white flesh of the apple and sank her teeth into it. Pod skin her alive if he knew she had either the salt or the green apples. Well, he didn't know. She ate all five of them, salting before each bite, loving the crisp, sour taste— until her gums felt fuzzy and her stomach queasy, all the while keeping her ears open for the rumble of the tractor. As long as she could hear it, it meant Pa was a half-mile away raking hay. He wouldn't waste gas by driving the tractor back to the house until he had raked the whole field. She'd have to take his dinner out to him. If he needed to come back for something else, he'd walk she could shinny down out of that tree and be pulling weeds in the garden long before he could make it home. If she leaned around the tree and looked behind her, she could see the tractor, a bright orange speck in the green field, inching along like a ladybug crawling across a leaf. It was all that moved or made any noise. Otherwise, everything was hot and lazy and still until the crack of a gunshot broke the spell. People were always shooting at something around here. Crows, tin cans, chicken-killing fox terriers. She hung over the branch to look down. Spike wasn't there. Her stomach felt even queasier. She said a little prayer and crossed herself. Pa didn't like guns. He might stop mowing to see what was going on. But no, the tractor had just turned around and was heading for the other side of the field, not orange now, but a black shadow against the narrow blue band on the edge of the world that was the lake. Lake Superior was almost like the ocean, probably. You couldn't see across to the other side. Claire had never heard of anybody running away to spend their life sailing on it, though but maybe sometimes people did. Once, right after they moved here, 
Pa went to Gibbs Bay. He said he'd be gone for the whole day, so after they had done the chores, Ma let them go to the lake. They took peanut butter sandwiches and a jar of cottage cheese and walked through the pasture and along the railroad tracks. The lake was bigger than she ever thought a lake could be. The water was clear as glass, not greenish like the lakes back home, and it didn't have any lily pads or weeds around the edges. Claire waded in and squealed when she felt its icy grab on her ankles. She hadn't been in for even a minute before she had to scramble out and wiggle her feet into the warm sand. Jake and Sam took off their clothes and dived right in just wearing their undershorts. Maybe boys were tougher and braver. Or maybe they were just ornerier. Jake and